Can we not? Even as a grandfather, it's like, wow, we got to do it all over again. It's wonderful. We've been studying together how Christ transformed culture and how he uses people like us in the process so that people may see uh, the image of God in us and becoming more Christ-like. And uh, this morning, it, we're going to be just seeing how this can take effect into we as being who live in this culture can become not perfect fathers, but better fathers. And most of us can in one way or another. When I was growing up on the corner of a farm, this is exactly what my grandfather had outside alongside the, uh, the garage. And those are the kind of garages where the, where the uh, garage doors are up on uh, sliders, right? And you would have to slide them over, and as they age, you could never open them. But my brothers and I never could quite figure out what that wheel was. So we'd use it for all kinds of things. One day it'd be a horse. I don't try this. But one day it'd be a horse, and then you're like going back and forth, making you on a Bronco horse. And we just put all kinds of things in it and on it, never knowing what it was until we saw Grandpa come outside one day. And I don't even remember what he had in his hand, but he had some tools, even like hoes and rakes and things. And he sat down and he began to, and that, actually this is where you had to turn, so either one of us was there turning it or he had a foot pedal. And he would sharpen all of his tools. Anybody still have one of these? Oh, there we go, in the back. Kuipers, of course. You have, you have all these, these wonderful things at your home. And it, just still, it still works? You still use it, Joel? Never for discipline purposes, right? No, of course not. I don't, was there a name to it? A grinder? I don't even know the name. Some kind of wheel. Tools get dull. Pencils and knives get dull. Do you know that people can become dull as well? Parents? Singles, uh, if we're not careful in relationships that we have, we can become kind of dull. In fact, especially when the days and the years begin to pass and the children are still at home, it's easy to stay at work longer. And we begin to pay often less attention to what's happening at home. At least in the olden days in my house when my mom was home with these eight children, uh, she paid a lot of attention. But dad didn't always pay the same attention that, that mom did. And, and if we're not careful, that relationship between a, a parent, and in this case this morning, a father and a child can become dull. And it needs attention. And I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about what needs to happen, especially for fathers and grandfathers. And this is, of course, for all of us in any relationship we have, but what, what can we do as dads, as grandfathers, to be sharpened in such a way that when we interact with our children, we can help shape them. As we shape ourselves, we can shape them into becoming uh, more and more in the image of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another person. This part of Proverbs, uh, uh, the, the author is writing, he's given us... A whole bunch of these little proverbs. He kind of hits it, hits the nail on the head, moves on to another, moves on to another, moves on to another. This caught my attention uh, maybe a couple months ago when I helped lead the, uh, the men's ministry breakfast. I talked about this verse as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this has to do with how, how we as, now specifically this morning, fathers, grandfathers, uh, what needs to happen so that we can be sharpened in such a way that we have 
better relationships. Now, when we talk about that, we're, we're, we're talking about things like getting in the Word, about, about praying, about sharing, about challenging each other and encouraging each other. One term that's used a lot today is this term, an accountability partner. And for the sake of the message this morning and even understanding accountability partners, this is not something that if you're married, a husband and a wife, you can, you can do this with each other in, in another way. But for what I want to talk about this morning, when we want to sharpen ourselves as fathers or grandfathers, your spouse is not the person to keep you sharp in that way. They can help, but only really another father or, or another man can help sharpen another man in becoming a good parent. And, and the goal, of course, is, is to sharpen each other because if we're not careful, and this can happen so quickly. I see it happening in the life of, of my son as he, he's busy with work and now having a third child. It's like if you're not careful, that relationship with your children can become dull. You go through the motions, but it's so easy to say, Grandma, Buster, can, could you come over and take care of the children for a couple days? I'm kind of busy with things. He never said that, by the way. But that's what can happen, and we begin to pass them off to this person, that person. And in the process, we lose a connection with our children that we could have. Sharpening relationships is what iron sharpens iron is all about. Uh, your relationship with God can become dull. You know that, and you know how quickly that can happen. How does that happen? You get out of the Word. You get out of a prayer life. You get out of going to small groups. You get out of going to Bible studies. You get out of your devotions. Let me tell you what. If that's going on in your life, your relationship with God is going to become dull, and the only way to sharpen it is to get back into the Word and to prayer and the like. Your relationship with your friends can become dull if you don't spend time with each other. Your relationship with your spouse, isn't this true? can become dull if you don't make a concerted effort to sharpen your relationship. And it takes effort, doesn't it? If not, it can become dull. Your relationship with your neighbors, your relationship with your coworkers, your relationship with your children can become dull as well. And fathers, that's what I want to talk about for a few moments. What can we do as fathers? What can we do as grandfathers specifically to work with more effort at sharpening our relationship with our children and grandchildren. And, and what I want to do is to say it in this way this morning. I'm going to give you a, a five, six, seven questions, what are called accountability questions. This morning, we're just going to do it between just yourself going in your mind saying, how am I functioning as a father with these things that Pastor Jim is talking about? But just after that, I'm going to talk about how you can do that with another father and how including another father having coffee or pizza or whatever together, and you can ask these questions to each other. These are sample accountability questions that a father should ask himself on a regular basis if you truly want to become a better father. You're not going to be a perfect father. Your children might think you're the perfect father, which is wonderful, but you know there's always work to be done and something more that can be done. So just some sample accountability questions. Fathers, pay attention. These are questions I want you to ask this morning. As, as God seeks to sharpen us, as iron sharpens iron, so one person, or in this case, one man, or in this case, one father sharpens another. First of all, are you a spiritual mentor or teacher to your child or to your children? You're not leaving it just up to mom 
You're not leaving it up to grandpa and grandma. You're not leaving it up to, to church school teacher or the church worship center. Are you as a father a spiritual mentor to your children? Listen to what the Bible says. Deuteronomy chapter 6, because this applies to you, Dad. These commandments, God is talking about the commandments that he gave to Moses, kind of the standard, here's, here's a summary of, of obedience to God. These commandments I give to you to dare to be on your hearts. Are you to keep them on your hearts? Oh, no. Impress them upon your children, fathers. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Now, I failed at this miserably, if you can believe it, as a pastor growing up with my children because my wife was so good at going upstairs every single night. And as a pastor, I was just too busy to do that, you know, because I had other things to do. I would go up once in a while, but I didn't model it well. To stay sharp as a father, you're to impress them upon your children when you lie down, when you get up, when you walk along the way. And Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, You start a child off on the way that he should go, and when he is old, he should not depart from it. Dads. My, my fifth grandchild was born a couple days ago. It's part of my responsibility as well as a grandparent. And I'm finding out, well, not quite yet, but those who are retired, those of you who are grandparents, you have a perfect opportunity to step up as a grandparent, to start your grandchild, or if you're a parent, to start your child off in the way that he should go. That's a, that's a, a, a challenge. That's a challenge to you from God this morning, if you want to stay sharp as a parent. Are you a spiritual mentor to your child? Secondly, are you giving your child the discipline that your child needs? Now notice how word that word discipline is familiar to the word discipling. It's, it's, it's similar in so many ways. Discipling, and in this case, discipline. Proverbs 13 says, Whoever spares the rod hates their children. But the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. I was brought up in an age, as many of you were, when my dad did not spare the rod, literally. That's how we were. Kids used to be disciplined. I know things have changed today, and, and I don't understand quite all of the dynamics of what it's done. But however you, whatever you do with your child and keeping them in a way of obedience, you find a way to discipline them. And discipline that works. And there's a lot of dads today who can let that slide and who maybe believe the philosophy, oh, you just have to love them all the time and love them and love them and love them and love them. And if you love them enough, they're going to grow up just the way you want them to be. And that's not true. Yes, you love them the whole time. But discipline in your child is so important if you want them to walk in the fear of the Lord. Are you disciplining your child? Hebrews 12 says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father. Dad, it's your responsibility. Now, now, don't do what my mom used to do. You know what she said. I've said that before here. What did my mom say if I was naughty during the day? Yeah, wait for Dad to come home. And Dad would come home, and he was Mr. Disciplinarian, and he, he was the discipline guy. And Mom would just say, oh, I just, this, that's, that's Dad's job. And sometimes, of course, mom would forget, and you loved it because you could just didn't have to be disciplined for it. But that's a joint effort with parents. But, Dad, it is your responsibility. Yes, you want your children to love you and, and to play with you and to like you. But if you really want them to like you and to love you, you need to discipline them. Even now as a grandparent, isn't this true, grandparents? You find out how easy it is as a grandparent 
Even when you're told by your children, and now this, these are the discipline rules for our children when you're watching them, you're kind of like, mm, I don't want to be the bad guy. I had that yesterday with, with another one of my grandchildren. He's supposed to stay in his room for an hour. And of course, at half an hour, mom and dad are gone. He comes out and he'll say something like, well, you know, mom and dad really don't care. <laughs> He's two years old. It's kid's smart already. They really don't care. And you come out and you come out and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm preaching on this tomorrow and I've got to... You know what? You got to do the discipline thing. You get back in there, not, not a kind of threat that threatens their life, but you say, listen, this, these are mom and dad's rules. And it's easy, I know, as a grandparent to just let it all slide. And you hand them back and they leave it, and, and it's like, and that's why they begin to love you so much. But you know what? They'll love you even more if you help with the discipline factor. Are you a spiritual mentor, dads? Are you disciplining your child? And how about this one? Are you compassionate to your child or your children? Now, some of us may think, well, no, the compassion part, that's the way God made moms and grandmas. And all the compassion comes from them. And often, fathers are seen as the disciplinarians, and therefore, but not much in comforting or showing compassion to children. And they may say things or do things that doesn't really show a lot of compassion. We can lose patience with our children very quickly, can't we, fathers? Uh, but, there's that, what is that word in the Greek means long-suffering. And some of you say, I've been long-suffering for a long time with some of my children. Are you showing compassion to your children? Psalm 103 says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on them. Now, God is a disciplinarian. But God also is a God who is full of compassion as our father. And he wants our fathers as well here to show compassion. And then I remembered this passage in Luke chapter 15, who this son was pretty much a wanderer and left home that didn't care two cents about dad and this and that. I want my money. Send me out into the world. I want to live. And he does. And he loses everything. And, and boy, he doesn't, like most children might think, I, how can I possibly go back to my home? I don't think I'll be welcome there. And what does this father do? He welcomes his child back with open arms. Dads, fathers, some of our children can really mess up their lives. And we can come to a point where we get to the end of the road and we're just saying, no more. You're not welcome in my home. I get it when you want to say that and do say that. I get it. But fathers need to remember that we still show compassion. That's this unconditional love kind of thing. I will always, I, I said to my children when they left my home and, and the like, I said, listen, no matter what you do, you are always welcome back in this house. You have to give that invitation to your children when they leave. You are always welcome. A parent is always full of compassion. Next, are you a source of encouragement, fathers and dads? I know it's very easily easy to become discouraged when your children have the same behavior that you don't like over and over and over and over again. And it's very easy for both parents to become discouraged and then to say and do things you really don't want to do. Say even things like, God forbid, you're never going to amount to anything, you know that. A terrible thing to say to a child, even a teenager. Are you a source of encouragement, fathers, to, to, to your children? Or do you take your wind out of their sails? Oh, Dad, I, uh, I want to be a, a, an electrician when I grow up. No, you don't want to be an electrician. Get that out of your head. You want to be a lawyer, a doctor, something like that. 
well, I really like construction. No, you don't want to do that either. And, and that interaction that takes place, you can, you can become dull as a father. Even your ears can become dull listening to it. And you want to help them pursue their dreams and follow their dreams as, as, as that, that comes along the way. It's difficult sometimes to be a source of encouragement. I'm with you, son. I'm with you, daughter. Let's, let's go through this together. And to always be that source of encouragement, even when they didn't take your advice and took a different path. A source of encouragement. Uh, one Thessalonians says this, for you know that, this is Paul now talking uh, to his children of the faith, you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his children, here's the word, encouraging, comforting, and urging them to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his eternal kingdom. Fathers, be a source of encouragement. And then this matter of providing for your children. Are you a provider for your children? Now, I know things have changed in, in our society ever since the 50s and 60s, and now often both parents are providing for their children. But I want to speak specifically to dads, to dads this morning. Uh, Paul speaks about this as he's writing to a young pastor by the name of Timothy when he says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household, for their children, has denied their faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Wow, does that say it or what? Provide for your relatives, provide for your family, fathers, as one of the income sources in your home, provide for your children. That's a big deal. And sometimes it's easy not to. And then just some other questions that you can ask. Uh, this, is how, this is now in Christian parenting, uh, stuff I read over the last several weeks. Are you showing up? Ah, I've got to work two jobs. I've got to work three jobs. To live the lifestyle that we want to live, that's, that's what I need to do, Pastor Jim. So I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and I don't have time. Are you showing up? Are you present in their lives? One, one uh, phrase I heard, I read someplace was, they need your presence more than they need your presence. How's that? That's a good way to say it, isn't it? They need your presence more than they need your presence. Some fathers may think I can just drop off a, a new bicycle once in a while or something else, and that'll take care of things. They'd much rather have you present in their lives. Are you a good role model? Here's a big one. How are you treating their mother? Fathers, how, you, how do you speak about their mother in their presence? It's a big deal as you sharpen yourself as a father. Are you praying for your children? Do you pray for them by name? And do you pray, put things behind their name that you know they might be struggling with in school or in a relationship with another child or the like? Are you praying for them? And then these words came. Are you faithful? Are you reliable? Are you dependable? Are you available? Are you spending quality time with them? Oh, you can't be a perfect father. Stop trying to be a perfect father. But as we sang this morning, you can be a good, good father. A better father, I think, than what some of us have put the effort into becoming. I want to leave you with this Father's Day challenge I heard this phrase for the first time, and I wish I would have heard it 40 years ago, because it's, it's so true, because I, I, I see now my son going through the same thing I have gone through, where it's like, thank you, Lord, for one more child in my home, 
I'm kind of already busy with two, and I don't have really enough time for them or the energy, and I can't wait for grandma or grandpa and grandpa to come over and watch them. This is what what you need to remember if you're in that kind of boat. The days are, who knows this phrase? The days are long, but the years are short. If you have young children, put this phrase in your head because it's so true. Because right now the days are long for you. You hardly have any time for yourself. But the years are short. What that simply means is, this is how I remember I experienced it when, I, when that day came that all of a sudden I'm walking my daughter down the aisle. And I can't believe it. It's like, what happened to those last 20, 21 years? And was I a good father out there? And all of a sudden, the days were long. But the years are short. All of a sudden, your, your children leave home. And you kind of feel a little bit guilty that you were dull sometimes in your relationship with them. And you didn't pay enough attention to them as you should. Following the service, we have some Father's Day gifts. Uh, That's a little, uh, I didn't bring one up here. It's a little pamphlet about this big. You can put it in your truck or your car or at your nightstand. And it's just a kind of, you can write things in it. And it has the verse on there, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another man. Now, you need to know our publishers or whatever you call them, made a mistake and sent us only 60 of the 160 we ordered. So now, dads, uh, just kind of those of you who say, well, I'll, I'll let someone else have it. Let someone else first come and maybe take that. If you don't take one, we have candy bars. Kind of candy bars? All different kinds of candy bars. And maybe you prefer that anyway. But this, this little booklet is really nice because it has this verse on there. It's iron sharpens iron. So one person, one, uh, a man uh, sharpens another. And if you just, like you, I have, see, when I'm doing sermons and stuff and they go through my head all week, or, and you're like this probably with your jobs. All of a sudden, you, something comes to you that you said, oh, right? And when you're riding or driving, you got to pull over to the side for a moment, grab the pad and scribble that in. That's what this is for. And it's a, it's a, it's a nice little uh, tablet. And uh, I hope you you can enjoy it for those of you who get one. And for those of you who do not, you don't have to enjoy it because you won't have one. That's just the way it is. (laughs) This fall, Mark and I are talking about, um, as we are developing the men's ministry here, uh, putting together a ministry that's called Triads. And I've noticed this is one thing my son has been involved in now for three years at his church in Michigan. And what a triad is, is at least once a month, and in, in some cases twice a month, Three fathers get together, but they're not just fathers. This, this, this triad includes all their relationships, so with their spouses and, and work and the like. They get together at least twice a month, and they have accountability questions, the kind of questions that I asked this morning, and then they have others as well. In fact, the last one that it always ends with is, did you lie to me today? As they go through this accountability process. It's called a triad. A triad is, of course, three, where you're held accountable in your relationships, in your marriage, and with your children. And what you do with, with, with these two other people, if, if we indeed do with the triad method, is you question each other, you encourage each other, you challenge each other, watch for announcements in maybe seven weeks or so. Uh, it, it's a lot easier getting two, three people together to meet than 40 or 50 men. And my son swears by this. He said, Dad, it's the best thing ever because he's being held accountable in these relationships. I got a uh, Father's Day card from someone uh, 
in church here, and it was, it's wonderful. And they had a, a quote on there from Billy Graham, and this is the same quote that was in this card. And I already had this in this message. I thought how interesting. It's Billy Graham saying, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in society. Billy Graham had a lot of God-given wisdom, and this was true regarding being a good father as well. And for those of you who are interested in use our library, there's a book in the back called The Good Dad by Jim Daly, who is right now the president of Focus on the Family. And I zipped through that this week, this past week as well, and there was one phrase right at the end of the book that just he said over and over again. Now it's stuck in my memory. And this was the phrase when he was all said and done about talking about the attributes and qualities of a good father. It simply, he simply said, it's never too late to be a good dad. It's never too late. Sometimes we become dull as fathers, as parents, in our relationships. It's never too late to do a start over. You may have failed in the past in any number of ways, but today you can leave and say, you know what, I want to be, I know I'm never going to be a perfect father, but I want to be a better father. And I want my children, when they leave the home, because the days are short and the years are long, uh, the, the days are long and the years are short. Is that right? Yes. When that happens, when they leave, I want them to know that I paid attention to them and that I was sharp enough as a dad that they could really appreciate the time and the energy I put in in being a father. Because Proverbs 27, verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So dads, if you're falling into that rut of becoming a little bit dull as a parent, you can do a start over. And you can, it can start today, right now, after the service. You're never going to be perfect as a dad. But you can be a good, good father. We have a perfect father in heaven who's a good, good father. And all of us who are parents, grandparents, can do a better job of sharpening, sharpening ourselves as we sharpen our children in the image of Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. And it's uh, sometimes, as I, as I speak these words and hear these words again, it's sometimes difficult to take the time that is necessary to be sharpened. Because life is so busy in so many ways. Forgive us, first father, as fathers, when we busy ourselves so much that we neglect our children and that our relationship with them can become rather dull. Thank you for the challenge this morning. We, we, we first say, forgive us for that. And thank you for the challenge that you can now take us because we're available and willing to be shaped more and more to becoming the kind of father you are to us with all of these things we talked about. Shape us more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ and to the more and more into the likeness of you as our father so that we can have a good relationship with our children. And that someday when we stand before you, you can say, well done, Dad.